Hello and welcome to Local Life with me, your host, William Doyle, covering all things local to the Thurrock and Greys area. Hello and welcome to another episode of Local Life Podcast with me, your host, William Doyle. So, I hope you've all had a great summer. Um, a lot's been happening, which is probably why I haven't been putting as many episodes up as I'd like. Uh, the last episode I did was the uh, US special, which I hope you've been listening to. I thought that was quite uh, quite an eye-opening experience, really. It was the uh, first time that I travelled internationally to get an interview for this show. So, uh, yeah, that was very nice. And it, um, I'd appreciate it if you could all go and have a listen. Um, we've also got the social media pages, the Facebook page, Instagram all the usual so if you want to get involved and even if you've got a story to tell you want to come on the show to um, promote something you're more than welcome to I'd love to have you on so this week we are going to be talking about health now health has been quite a big issue for the last few years actually with the whole covid situation going on um, and quite recently we've had the monkeypox uh, virus going around so I think it'd be nice to discuss health in the community and how people can go about finding services for help. Um, obviously, with the COVID situation at the minute, we seem to be at, at a point where people are just getting on with it. There's not as much attention to it. And what we are seeing is cases now rising all the time in different countries around the world and so we need to be keeping an eye on this i know it's a subject a lot of people don't want to talk about but at the end of the day it's still a virus and it's still out there and it's still killing people you know the numbers may not be as high as they were a few years ago but it is still killing people and i feel like you know we need more awareness of this now more than ever where it's not being reported on as much in the news and so I have an interview today with a local health champion uh, from Perthley. Now, the health champions are based in the different areas of Thurrock. So you've got Tilbury, Ockendon, Grays, Perthley. And the health champions are people you can go to uh, for advice on services that are open to you or just any general queries about health matters uh, in the community. And so I've got Ian Darlow here, who is the health champion from Perthley. And I'm pleased to have him on the show today. So, hello, Ian. Are you okay? Yes, I'm very good. And thank you for having me on the show. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, It's good to have you there. And I feel like you're quite a... um, You'll be a big asset for this podcast in raising awareness of the services available to the community. So, if you could just give a brief introduction to what it is you do in the community... As a health champion. Yep, okay. So my role is, uh, as Will said, as a community health champion. And at the moment, we're concentrating on uh, the low uptake areas for uh, the COVID vaccination scheme. Um, My area is um, West Thurrock, including Perfleet, South Stifford, through to Grays Riverside. Um, What we do is we go out and try and engage with local community groups and uh, individuals uh, to give them the correct information and where the uh, vaccination sites are, how they can get vaccinated and then should they need any counselling for needle phobia or similar, uh, we can arrange all of that along with transport to get them to and from the vaccination centres. 
Um, but we work alongside um, people from Health Watch, who uh, you know are a big ally to us because they have uh, a different level of um, expertise. Um, so we're able to to call upon them and refer people to them as well to help out. So, how long have you been in the role of? And is it? It's quite a new role, isn't it? Yes, it started. Um, there's five health champions. Um, two started in April and the other three started in May and I started in May. So it's only been a few months realistically and it was a new scheme that was set up so none of us had anything to sort of work against. Well, set up solely for the COVID situation? Yep. To, to start off with solely for the fact that there are areas in Thurrock that are uh, of a low uptake for the virus vaccinations. Um, so the government central government decided that they would put these schemes in place in areas where you know people were f uh, falling on getting their vaccinations through one reason or another and so uh, why do you think there is a low uptake in the community what is the biggest reason you've found okay there's a couple of things um misinformation is is one um people tend to read so much on uh, social media uh, and if the negative stories always outweigh the positives because people don't tend to go onto social media and say, oh, I've had my vaccination today and I had no issues. They just get on with their existence. Whereas some people will have their vaccination, have a reaction, feel poorly, uh, and then straight away they put on there that, you know, had my vaccination, feeling poorly, I've been rough for a few days. And people read that and then word spreads that the vaccination is doing this to some people and that to others um some of it is through religion um some of it is through disbelief that coronavirus is is a thing that actually uh, can kill um so there's there's a few you know and, and how are you going about countering that okay so what we do as a, a team is we spread the correct information give out information as to where they can find the data and the statistics that people require. Um, so using places like ONS, the uh, Office of National Statistics, uh, gov.uk sites, NHS sites, um, and you know general information that is um, deemed to be correct. And are, are you finding that people are more reassured when they actually have the statistics in front of them? Yeah, generally, yeah. Um, to, to give you a, a for instance, we we have uh, we record most of our conversations that we have on a a database, if you like, for want of a better word, and we have in in the couple of hundred conversations that are listed on my entries, I think there was five or six that were negative conversations. The rest are all been positive. So when you start off saying these are the facts, this is where you can gather the information or we can talk to you about it and give you paper uh, documents relating to it, then that turns a negative into a positive and generally they go off and get their vaccinations. So. And so when you're out and about in the community discussing the uh, COVID situation, are people quite open to talking about that? Sometimes, yeah. Some people yeah. will be very open. Some people will be quite aggressive towards you because it is a contentious subject. Mm. Um, and is that aggression because they don't want to 
they just don't want to talk about it at all. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it is. It's not. It's not a, a, an aggressive um, sort of physical aggression. It's more of a. I don't want to know. I don't believe in COVID. Right. Please leave me alone, sort of thing. But they're it, in their delivery. It's, a, it's an aggressive way. Is so. there a demographic that are more open to discussing it? Would you say? Are you finding that there's certain group? I, I know you said earlier, like how religion can play a way um, with how people, you know, take the vaccine yep. and you know whether they want to have it because of their religion, but. Have you found specifically that there is like a demographic, like maybe an age group? That yeah, across the team, as I said, with five uh, champions, um, I think we found that the majority of people are between sort of thirty-five and fifty-five that will stand and listen, and and they're predominantly the the age group that is the lowest representative in our areas of low uptake. Yeah. So, which is really really quite good. The elderly. I think the, across Thurrock, it's 96.4% of those that are over 70 have had their vaccination. So they they will sit and listen to us and then say, oh, I've had all of mine. Then when the next one comes out, I'll have that as well. So, But it's to try and uh, level out of the people that aren't having them and the age groups. And that's obviously the young, the youth um, uh, and the middle-aged. How do you... So obviously... You must have to take on quite a few different personalities, personas, in order to. There's sort of a knack to talking to people, isn't there? You yeah, know, absolutely. different ways to talking to different people and to getting through to different people. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as a team, we bounce things off of each other. So, a colleague of mine who works in Tilbury, um, she may say, "Oh, I've got this particular sect of people." Um, not quite sure so we'll run things through with each other to say okay how did that sound how did that work would you engage and so on and so forth and likewise for me in West Thurrock West Thurrock is a massive area it's predominantly business um, and then national businesses so it's very hard to get into uh, places like that because they all say go through head office um, and there's there's not so many bumping points in West Thurrock whereas a lot of the other areas have community hubs that are open five days a week and right. you know so it, it's really I think you take on the persona of who you're speaking to so if if somebody is very anti you stand and listen and you say to them well these you know these are the facts that we can give you if that helps you to make your mind up fantastic if it, it we're not here to police anything we're just here to give you the correct information and the advice that you know we can give so what has been so far your biggest challenge working in this role i think because it was unknown um finding our feet uh, and again if you speak to any member of the team we all say the same thing and we're all singing from the same song sheet it's just walking into somewhere for the very first time saying Hi, I'm here to talk about the COVID vaccination yeah. and how you deliver that. Um, because it is like, as you said, it's quite a contentious subject. You don't yeah. know how people react to some of that. You know, some people might just decide to walk away. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and I've had people react in different ways. We've had uh, a couple of old folk. One was 96 and one was 94 at Cole House Fault that would were very, very engaging and really wanted to know as much detail as we could possibly give them. And I've had people that have said, if you don't go away from me now, I will move you physically. Um, so it really depends on, on 
who you're talking to so, and what their view is. So I noticed um, through CVS, the Community Voluntary Service, they actually uh, posted a success story. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, um, about somebody who couldn't get to a vaccination centre. And I, I think it might have been in Colchester or somewhere like that. It was very far out. It was quite far out. But, um, you know, they organised through the uh, Health Champions and the Health Watch scheme and they organised a taxi or yes, service that's right. to get yep. her there. Yep. Uh, and we are able to do this for anybody that needs transport, whether it's in this borough yeah. or, um, and in that particular instance, the lady needed a certain type of vaccine, which they only deliver in certain clinics, and one of those was in Colchester. There's one that I organised for an old lady to go to South End to have a particular type of vaccine. And again, we all organised the taxis, um, they pick them up at the door, take them to the centre, wait for them and then drop them back home to make sure that they're safe and sound. Uh, and we do this on a regular basis. I think the youngest person that we've organised transport for was 20. Right. And the eldest was in their 80s, late 80s. Yeah, so, it's a fantastic service. Yeah, oh, and it's a service that, and you know, I do some work for CVS, but unless I, uh, unless I really worked... You know, if I didn't work for CVS, I probably wouldn't know about that service. So yeah. what ways are there to promote that? Yeah, okay. So um, we have a website called Stronger Together. Um, and all of our information, along with a lot of other uh, information for the borough, is on Stronger Together. So I would recommend anyone that's at a loose end for five minutes to go on to Stronger Together, have a read, see what's around. There's lots of things about the community projects, lots of things about health and about their local area forums and things like that that they can get involved with. Um, they can contact us via our Facebook page, which is Thurrock Health Champions, um, Twitter, Instagram, um, or through the Beehive Centre in Greys, or they can email um, and contact us that way, which is chhchampions at thurrockcvs.org. Fantastic. Um, and so really... I I'd like to just uh, go back before you started as a health champion. What, what, how, had you been in a health role before? Yeah, I've worked in various different settings. Um, I've worked previously to, to actually doing this particular job. I worked in a COVID testing centre in Thurrock. Um, how did you find that? That was extremely interesting. Um, for me personally, that's the whole reason why I've gone on to do this role. Um, because there were so many people that needed so much help that I actually found, if you like, a calling in what I'm doing now and thought, well, this is the way forward for me as a, on a personal level. Uh, it's very engaging. It's very, um, it's, it's very rewarding because you're actually getting somebody that says, thanks for that. Um, and in the testing centre, we saw up to four or 500 people a day. Uh, the majority of them would have had covid um, and some of them were scared, very yeah. scared. Some of them were um, sort of not bothered by it at all, didn't believe that they had it or anything like that. Um, and so then, this is exactly what you are doing yeah, now? Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah so, offering guidance and reassurance. Yeah, exactly. And it is, I mean, one particular old lady, um, 
we worked over Christmas and New Year and everything else, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, New Year's Day. Uh, and one particular old lady, um, she had a little bit of an episode as she was leaving the test centre where she got herself so nervous. Um, and we had to give her reassurance and organise an ambulance to take her off because she was struggling. Um, you know, and then she came back a couple of days later and said, thank you so much you guys were so reassuring and you helped my family out and, and everything else. And that that's a means, great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That means so much more than, you know, sort of a, a box of chocolates or yeah. a rise or whatever. For me, I'm not saying everybody's the same, but for me and the rest of the team that I work with, we're all orientated towards helping people. And that's why we're all in the role. One's a nurse or and was a nurse. And testimonies like that also help others who are feeling a bit nervous yeah absolutely you know. i mean we spoke to a guy recently who overcome his fear to have his vaccinations and he was he was scared on many levels i think is is the safe thing to say he was worried about the vaccination he was worried about the needle um and he overcame everything and he was adamant that he wasn't going to have things and then he's now had a couple of vaccinations and you know so it does help you know people to to realize that there are people out there like us that can steer them that can also attend with them should they need it to to help them you know some people don't have others around them that they can rely on and we can we can organize all of that to you know sort of help people fantastic um final question really uh where do you see yourself going from here first and foremost obviously we've got the new rollout of the vaccination program for the over 50s coming very very soon uh so the autumn booster or whatever you want to call it um so we're predominantly going to see that through as a team work out what we need to do from there uh whether we'll incorporate pushing the flu jabs and the flu do you think the covid jab will become like the flu jab yeah where we per- have to- on a personal level yes i think that uh, moving forward there's going to be so many different strains of the virus yeah. uh, and as the data becomes more apparent they'll be able to track things like they do with the flu viruses uh, and, and so this is the predicted level that it's going to hit and so do you think it's going to get harder to get people to take the vaccine because people will eventually feel like oh not another one you know yeah i think there's two ways to look at it um i'm of an age where i get my flu vaccine every year um because of of my age but also because i have underlying health issues um so when you consider that up until a few years ago i didn't need a flu vaccine or a flu jab whatever way you want to call it. Um, And I've had that for, I think, five or six years now uh, and I'm kind of used to it. And I know roughly when I'm going to get the call from the the doctor's surgery to say you need your your flu jab. And if they're going to put two in one, happy days for me. I'll quite happily have whatever. If it's going to help me and my family and friends, um, because it's not only protecting me, it's protecting them as well. So if it's going to help out, yeah. then I'm quite happy to have it. And quite a few people that I've spoken to are, are exactly the same. There are a few that say, mm, I'm not sure that I want it year on year, because obviously they don't know the 
uh, effects that things take. Yeah. So, so I've been out with you uh, and some of the others in the community, and I've noticed that you've had flyers. Yes. Yeah. Um, posters yep. that you've been. Yeah, we distribute on. as many as we can uh, into shops. We distribute through people's letterboxes throughout the borough. Um, there, there's. All of the information is on the council website, on Stronger Together, on Facebook pages. We're posting out to different community pages and things like that. Um, and, you know, I believe that you can sort of Google Thoric Health Champions and they'll come up quite quickly. So the information is there. Um, but if anyone has any worries or qualms, they can, you know, contact me without a shadow of a doubt yep. and i'll go and sit and listen to them or explain what we can do for and if them. you're not in the west Forest area there are other uh, health champions about yep. for your area we, we'll we'll go anywhere within thurrock um that if somebody's struggling with something we'll we'll help them out so we don't only just work in the low uptake areas we will work across the borough so you know if somebody's got an issue just get in touch and we'll go from there fantastic ian darlow health champion for west Forest and perfleet thank you for coming on thank you for your time you're very welcome thanks for having me